The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's a new liturgical year. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, November 29, 2021, Monday of the first week of Advent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is St. Radbod of Utrecht, born in 850. Great-grandson of the last pagan king of Friesland, Holland, Radbod was given an education as a Christian by his uncle Gunther, the Bishop of Cologne. And Radbod became Bishop of Utrecht, Holland in 900. Radbod entered the Benedictines and found this affiliation helpful in administering his diocese. He was also distinguished by his aid to the poor and for his poetry. He died in France, where he had been forced to move after an invasion by the Danes. St. Radbod of Utrecht died in 917. St. Radbod, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that people who suffer from depression or burnout will find support and a light that opens them up to life. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, we have just begun Advent, and the liturgical color has changed to violet, a sign of penance and contrition, because we know that this is the inner disposition that we need for Jesus to really come among us and feel welcomed, penance and, and contrition. He feels at home in a humble soul that understands its unworthiness and recognizes its own poverty next to an all-holy God. This is why it is so fitting to hear today's gospel in Capernaum about a centurion, a Roman officer, who asks Jesus to heal his servant but doesn't feel worthy for Jesus to come into his home. Jesus himself had offered to come in there and perhaps, you know, come in and lay his hands on the ill servant and, and take him by the hand, as he had done on other occasions. But the centurion stopped and insisted that he was not worthy for this. All he had to do, Jesus had just to say a single word. Now, you know that the people of Israel of this time believed that any Jew who entered a Gentile's house would immediately contract legal impurity. We see this later in the Acts of the Apostles when Peter is criticized by some of the Jews because he went into a, into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. 
it's, it's the kind of thing that made people grumble and, and bicker. If you enter the same space, you would somehow be contaminated by the Gentile's presence. And this centurion has the deference not to place Jesus in an embarrassing position in the eyes of his, of his fellow Israelites. So he shows both deference and a tremendous faith in the power of Jesus' word. He believes that Jesus doesn't even have to go through the trouble of coming in. The centurion just thought that he just need but speak a word. And in that way, his own life would be much less complicated. His servant would be healed, and he'd be able to get on with his own business. It seems that he, he reasons in a very logical way, using common sense and his own professional experience. When I first read these words of, of the centurion, when he said he was not worthy, I thought perhaps... Maybe it was said under a, a tone of adulation or flattery to get him to do what he wanted, you know, kind of like politically correct phrase that might make a good impression, you know, like exaggerating somehow. It seemed a, an, a, like a form of exaggerated obsequiousness, like the servants in Downton Abbey speaking to the Dowager Countess of Grantham, you know. But of course, our Lord would have seen through such false adulation. And he saw the statement as an expression of humility and trust in Jesus' own power. And it's amazing that even today we still use this phrase just before the most holiest moment imaginable. Lord, I am not worthy that you enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. That's what we say just before communion. Truly, Lord Jesus, I am not worthy that you, with your holiness, with your goodness, with your beauty, that you come into my space, who am full of my poor sins and paltriness. Now, you might remember the older English translation had omitted the part about the roof. It just said, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you. And of course, the traditional Latin was, you know, non sum dignus ut inter sub tectum, tectum meum, right? Under my roof, tectum is roof. So if if I have a roof, it means it's kind of like we're like a house, a dwelling place of God. St. Augustine had articulated this beautiful prayer in his confessions, inviting Jesus to come into his home. He said, My soul is like a house, small for you to enter, but I pray you to enlarge in it. It is in ruins, but I ask you to make it, to remake it. It contains much that you will not be pleased to see. This I know and do not hide. But who is to rid it of these things? There is no one but you, he says. It's a beautiful passage from the very first book of, uh, of the Confessions. And, of course, Augustine thought of a house, and we often say that we are comfortable at home. You know, it's a scene of domestic love. It's not simply four walls. It's, it's where the shrine of the heart has been built. Well, perhaps we could make a specific act of faith now to clean up our house. You know, what is it in my life, in my home, that the Lord would not be pleased to find, that he would not feel comfortable with, where he would feel a bit cramped and unwelcomed, where it would not be truly a shrine of the heart. Lord, I'm not worthy for communion, but show me 
where and in what I am not worthy. I don't want to be oblivious to this. There are things in a home that have to be torn out. Maybe I maintain a certain anger towards somebody or a resentment to, to somebody in the family or a bitterness at some of my own failings. Like, like that resentment is like an old moldy carpet that we have to throw out. Or just maybe it's just too many thoughts about myself, about how others might perceive me. Those things are like, like that faded wallpaper that has been peeling over the years. It still has that flowery style that the inhabitants had before, but it's, but it's, it's starting to peel off. And uh, what we have to do is get it off, and and with a good bucket of soap and water, that can surely be possible. You know, and how lovely to step into a room that has been refreshed in style and in color. Lord, you are really the most important guest who could ever come. Just like we would clean up the house and arrange the furniture when visitors come come over, we don't want them to see that it is all in a mess. Cleaning up the, the place for royalty or for an important visitor, well, of course, that takes time. How can we clean it up for you, Lord? Perhaps we have to, to let him do his work himself, after all. He's going to live in it. Well, perhaps as we offer little acts of penance uh, or more prayer during this time of, uh, of Advent, every time we have an act of generosity, of patience, listening to those who live with us, perhaps what we're, what we're actually doing is making the house quite beautiful. I remember reading a beautiful passage from C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity. And he says that this can actually be quite quite painful. This is what he says. I quote from his, uh, his Mere Christianity. He says, Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You know that those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make, it doesn't seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making a courtyard. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage. But he is building a palace. And he intends to come and live in it himself. Well, could it be that my soul is simply like a small, quaint little cottage with a nice little fireplace? It's nice, it's cute, it's comfortable. But the Lord really wants to come into a palace. He wants to change our soul into his own dwelling place. Augustine said, My soul is too small for you to enter. Make it more spacious by your coming. It lies in ruins. Rebuild it. Well, Advent is a good time to rebuild. It's a good time to open our horizons to what the Holy Spirit can really do in our soul through penance, through prayer, through acts of charity, and all the ways in which we'll really make this soul truly spacious, 
so that we can really say with all the rectitude possible, Lord, I am not worthy, but come in and my soul shall be cleansed. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me. In this meditation, I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Monday of the first week of Advent. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach Him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in His hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to Him, the dry land too, for it was formed by His hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and And we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me although they had seen all my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come.
Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me me your your mercy, mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord, I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled, and suddenly confounded. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me me your your mercy, mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad, and sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities, their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. Those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, 
where the people of Zion gather. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples, for the avenger of blood has remembered them, has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings. You who save me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen into the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know that they are but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Lord, show us your mercy and love, and grant us your salvation. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How has she turned adulterous, the faithful city so upright? Justice used to lodge within her, but now murderers. Your silver is turned to dross, your wine is mixed with water. Your princes are rebels and comrades of thieves. Each one of them loves a bribe and looks for gifts. The fatherless they defend not, and the widow's plea does not reach them. Now, therefore, says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will take vengeance on my foes and fully repay my enemies. I will turn my hand against you and refine your dross in the furnace removing all your alloy. I will restore your judges as at first and your counselors as in the beginning. After that, you shall be called City of Justice, Faithful City. Zion shall be redeemed by judgment and her repentant ones by justice. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations 
shall stream toward it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The Word of the Lord Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He He will will teach teach us his ways, and we we will walk in his paths. The Messiah, who is called the Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will teach us everything. He He will will teach us his ways, and we we will walk in his paths. From a Pastoral Letter by St. Charles Borromeo Bishop. Beloved, now is the acceptable time spoken of by the Spirit, the day of salvation, peace, and reconciliation, the great season of Advent. This is the time eagerly awaited by the patriarchs and prophets, the time that Holy Simeon rejoiced at last to see. This is the season that the Church has always celebrated with special solemnity. We too should always observe it with faith and love, offering praise and thanksgiving to the Father for the mercy and love He has shown us in this mystery. In His infinite love for us, though we were sinners, He sent His only Son to free us from the tyranny of Satan, to summon us to heaven to welcome us into its innermost recesses, to show us truth itself, to train us in right conduct, to plant within us the seeds of virtue, to enrich us with the treasures of his grace, and to make us children of God and heirs of eternal life. Each year, as the Church recalls this mystery, she urges us to renew the memory of the great love God has shown us. This holy season teaches us that Christ's coming was not only for the benefit of his contemporaries, his power has still to be communicated to us all. We shall share his power if, through holy faith and the sacraments, we willingly accept the grace Christ earned for us and live by that grace and in obedience to Christ. The Church asks us to understand that Christ, who came, who came once in the flesh, is prepared to come again. When we remove all obstacles to his presence, he will come, at any hour and moment, to dwell spiritually in our hearts, bringing with him the riches of his grace. In her concern for our salvation, our loving mother, The Church uses this holy season to teach us, through hymns, canticles, and other forms of expression, of voice or ritual, used by the Holy Spirit. 
She shows us how grateful we should be for so great a blessing and how to gain its benefit. Our heart should be as much prepared for the coming of Christ as if he were still to come into this world. The same lesson is given for our imitation by the words and example of the holy men of the Old Testament. Sound the trumpets in Zion. Summon the nations. Call the people together and tell them the good news. Our Our God God and and our our Savior Savior is is coming. coming. Proclaim the good news. Let it be heard. Tell it to everyone. Shout it aloud. Our Our God God and and our our Savior Savior is coming. Let us pray. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 21 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in conversation with God and morning prayer in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Monday of the first week of Advent, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord entertains a request from a man who happens to be a Gentile. From the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. As Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, beseeching him, Lord, My servant is lying paralyzed at home in terrible distress. I will come and heal him. Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. But only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard him, He marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and sit at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily and Sunday Mass readings on the Relevant Radio app. Well, it seems like it would be hard to be humble because as soon as you think you are, you aren't. But humility is really much easier than that. It's about knowing your place. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. The Gospel of the Mass recalls the words of a Gentile, a centurion in the Roman army. These words, Lord, I am not worthy, have been included in the liturgy of the Mass since the early centuries of Christianity, and Christians have always used them as the immediate preparation for communion. The leading Jews of the town had asked Jesus to relieve the suffering of this non-Jew, this foreigner, by curing a very dear servant of his, who was, it seems, at the point of death. 
The reason they wanted help for him was that this well-disposed stranger had built a synagogue for them or had munificently donated the wherewithal to have it built. When Jesus drew near to the house, the centurion uttered the words that are repeated in every Mass, using the word soul in place of servant. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst enter under my roof. Say but the word, and my soul shall be healed. One word from Christ cures, purifies, comforts, and fills with hope. The centurion is a man of deep humility, generous, compassionate, and with a high regard for Jesus. Since he is a Gentile, he does not presume to go himself to our Lord, but sends others whom he considers more worthy, that they may intercede for him. Humility, comments St. Augustine, was the door by which our Lord entered to take possession of what was already his own. Faith, humility, and refinement are united in this man's soul. That is why the Church commends his example to us and uses his words as preparation for receiving Jesus when he comes to us in Holy Communion. Lord, I am not worthy. The Church not only invites us to repeat his words, but also to imitate his dispositions of faith, humility, and refinement. We want to tell Jesus that we accept his unmerited and unique visit repeated all over the world, which is made even to us, to each one of us. We want to tell him that we feel amazed and unworthy at such a response to our asking, but we feel happy too, happy at what he has granted to us and to the world. And we want also very much to tell him that such a great marvel does not leave us indifferent and unmoved. It does not leave us with a tenuous and wavering faith, but arouses in our hearts such a warmth of enthusiasm that it will never cease to burn in the hearts of those who truly believe. It is wonderful to see how the Roman officer of Capernaum was doubly united to the sacrament of the Eucharist. First, obviously through his words, which priests and faithful say every day before communion in the Mass, and secondly, because it was in the synagogue of Capernaum, which the centurion had built, that Jesus first said that we must eat of his body if we are to have life within us. This is the bread which has come down from heaven, Jesus said, not such as our fathers ate and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. And St. John adds, This he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, we continue praying. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. 
The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and wring out their joy. You shelter them, in you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor, as with a shield. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore, Adore the, the Lord, Lord in his, his holy court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Adore the Lord in his holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters, the Lord on the immensity of waters, the voice of the Lord full of power, the voice of the Lord full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars, the Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice Flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. 
the Lord's voice, rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his, his holy court. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. You will see his glory within you. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Lift up your eyes, Jerusalem, and see the great power of your King. Your Savior comes to set you free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory, 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lift up your eyes, Jerusalem, and see the great power of your King. Your Savior comes to set you free. Christ the Lord, Son of the living God, light from light, leads us into the light and reveals His holiness. With confidence, let us make our prayer. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Light that never fades, dispel the mists about us. Awaken our faith from sleep. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Guard us from all harm today. May your glory fill us with joy. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Give us unfailing gentleness at all times. Toward everyone we meet. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Come to create a new earth for us. Where there will be justice and peace. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. To these prayers, we pause to add the intercessions of our own hearts. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Our Father, who who art art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Keep us alert, we pray, O Lord our God, as we await the advent of Christ your Son, so that when he comes and knocks, he may find us watchful in prayer, and exultant in his praise, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Our Advent journey has begun. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.